No organized drug off the bat. You still shocked? Excited about the playoffs, yes, I am. But we got the Browns first, so. Okay. That's not what you're going to ask me first? No, I was going to ask no. you about James. Oh, I haven't talked to James today. Okay. Ben, uh, would you prefer to play in this game? Um, you know, I, I love being out there with the guys. Um, kind of like preseason games, you know, it's hard to, to not play. So, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's not my call. Would there be a concern if you had, if you didn't play, you'd have two weeks off before a playoff game? That's part of rust. Too. That's the the other side of the sword, if you will. Um, but uh, I've been doing this a long time, and uh, if that's the case, I'll prepare myself and, and make sure I'm ready to go mentally and physically. And so much has happened between your first meeting with Cleveland and now. Right. What, what do you remember about that game? Well, it was a long time ago. Um, you know, it was uh, just just felt like we'd never really gotten to a rhythm offensively. Um, you know, kind of one of the one of the first times I think we were we're all out there together with Le'Veon and everybody. So, just uh, it, it's a feeling out process early in the season, and um, you know we kind of played like it. Um, luckily, we were able to get a win. Ben, lots of guys don't get to choose the way they go out. Are you disappointed for James the way that all went down? Well, you know I've been uh, blessed to play with one of the best guys, um, football players, defensive football players. Uh, a friend for a long time. We've we've played in a lot of games together, the biggest games. Uh, he's made one of the biggest plays in Super Bowl history, and uh, it's truly been an honor to call him a friend and a teammate. And um, I'll miss him. I've only had to go against him a few times when he was in Cincinnati, and um, you know it won't be the same in here without him, especially because he was the oldest. And now I'm the oldest. Um, but uh, you know, like I said, I just uh, I count my blessings for all the time I got to, to share with him. What will you miss most? Uh, how good of a player he was. Um, you know, he, he truly is one of the best to play this game at the outside linebacker position. Um, just really struck fear in, in quarterback's eyes. You could see it. What was your reaction to him signing with the Patriots? Um, you know what? James has to do what James has to do. Um, you know, I, I didn't sign like he called and asked me if he should or not. You know, James is, um, was out there as a free agent. He's going to do what he, what he needs to do, what's best for his family. And um, like I said, I wish him the best. I've had a lot of uh, good years with him. Now, you played against him in college, didn't you? Yes, one game. So it's been a long time. What do you remember about that game? Anything? <laughs> um, you know, we, uh, it was, that was actually, we, it was a makeup game from 9 11. And um, we played in Hawaii the week before. So a lot, it was supposed to be our last game of the year. So a lot of my linemen, senior linemen that weren't going to go on, chose to stay out there. And James had a field day. And uh, I think he had like a half a sack or something. So they stayed in Hawaii? I never they stayed in Hawaii, yes. It happens in the Mac, I think. <laughs> yeah, not coming back to play in uh, wherever we play. Where did James go to school? Kent? I know, I'm joking. <laughs> and do you get concerned about players that leave sharing information? Is that where he teams? Um, you know what? We uh, went to Cleveland. I think the first time I played Cleveland, I think Sammy Coates had just got uh, picked up by them. Um, that was obviously a big concern of ours, knowing um, our offense. Um, you know, that's on, on James. He's, if they want to ask him every single piece of information he has, then, you know, that's, that's what this league, I guess, other people do that too. So I'm not worried about it. We don't, we don't play them this week. We don't play them next week. So we'll see. As far as Sammy goes, did you guys have to change much? As as uh, a, little, a couple things. We, we, we tweaked some things um, just because it was so fresh. Uh, you know, being that he had just gotten there and it was the first game of the year, we, we tweaked a couple things. You think James knows the plays better than Sammy? Uh, offensively, maybe. <laughs> no, I, you know, like I said, my wife and I were talking about it last night, um, and she asked if he knew much of our no huddle stuff, and 
I said, I don't, I don't think he knows a lot of it. I'm sure he's heard some of the same things for a lot of years now, so maybe some of it. But like I said, that's a long way off. And with not knowing how the, how the snaps are going to be divvied, does it seem like a normal week, or do you have to kind of press forward and make sure it's a normal week? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll treat this like a normal week. Uh, same routine, um, getting in here, getting the hot tub treatments, workout, talking to you guys, get ready for meeting. So it, it's going to be the same week for me uh, preparation-wise. And there are fewer quarterbacks this year who have – 4,000 yards passing, uh, fewer 30 touchdown seasons. Uh, and all the guys who do have 4,000 yards already are all the older guys. Yourself, it, Drew Brees, you know, the, the, the guys that you expect to see up there every year. Where are the new, the younger quarterbacks? I mean, there's, there's some guys who have stepped up this year, but you just don't see that consistency. Does that kind of speak to, to some of the older guys' consistency? Yeah, it says all those old guys are really good. Uh, <laughs> no, it, you know, it's um, it's one of those things that uh, when, when you get asked almost every year, you get asked about a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback, what do you think? Is he the next Tom Brady or whatever it is? And um, I'm always, I always say pump the brakes a little bit because in this league, defenses are really good and they figure people out. And if you can sustain it for years and years and years, I mean, not, I don't, you know, three, four years, five years, then then maybe you can talk about establishing yourself and making it. So, um, you know what, the guys that you talked about, us older guys that have been around for a long time, um, we find ways to do it. You know, you, you find ways to get the ball to different guys and, and adjust your style sometimes um, to the way the defense has changed. And do you ever think about maybe down the road you could be released and how you would handle it? you ever think about that as you get older? No, because uh, I don't think I'm getting released this week um, or this season. So, uh, And that's all I ever focus on is, is right here, right now. Um, I'm not looking towards the future because um, you know then we miss out on the glorious days that we have right now. Good. You, you've had several guys in the conversation for the NFL MVP. How do you feel about the team MVP? Is, is there a guy you feel like deserves that honor? Marquis Pouncey. Um, I was, you know, a guy that voted a lot of years for Heath Miller, and um, to me, MVP is the most valuable player on this team, and a guy that you just can't do without. And for me, it's it's him. I think, um, you know, and yeah, I could, I could probably pick any of the linemen, but he's kind of the, the anchor of that group and a guy that means a lot to me, not just as a friend, but but for this team. And um, yeah, definitely deserves it. In my my boat. I put a big five three on my thing to encircle it. And what goes into the calls you guys make at the line? You know, Dilly Dilly was the one that, <laughs> that was picked up on air. Right. What goes into naming those? Uh, who just silly things that the line comes up with. They've been together for a long time, and, and I've been with them. And um, anybody that's been around them long enough knows that they're a special, unique group, as most line groups are throughout um, high school, college, and, and the pros. And they come up with silly things, and we do it together, and then we just decide if we want to do it or not. And uh, it's more just out of um, keeping it fun and fresh. Last one game potentially was that for fans. What kind of impact could he have uh, on you guys going forward? Uh, hopefully a big one. Um, I thought that was uh, really big for him to come out, especially out of gate early, catching those balls early and kind of moving us down the field. Um, you know, would have liked to have gotten him involved a little bit more later, but the way the game was was unfolding kind of dictated some of that. So, um, but but good. But it's it's good to get him back out there and, and, and get him in the rotation with Jesse and and X. And um, you know, the more weapons, the better in the postseason. Thank you. Kelly Clarkson. Lot to get to there from Ben Roethlisberger uh, as he spoke to the media earlier on this week, and there's a difference between the way he addresses the media and James Harrison addresses the media. Now there are going to be differences between a quarterback and just your random average Joe on a team, but James Harrison's supposed to be a star 
James Harrison released a long Instagram post, but here's what he gave the Boston media today. Has it been overwhelming at all trying to catch up and learn the playbook? What's been seeing you surprised it seemed like you uh, were spending some time with Derek Rivers yesterday while we were in here. Do you kind of enjoy teaching young guys, uh, you know, even though you haven't known them all that long, I guess? I might as well teach them. I don't even know James, uh, I know it's just how nice was it to have that waiting for you with the new team. Another player. Another player. And, and was there something that was just waiting for you, or did you work out something with a player? Did it mean a lot to you? We have no judge questions, huh? All right. See you later. Thanks, James. Thanks, James. Thanks, James. You're never going to get anything out of him. And if you're a Patriots writer, you should probably hope this all ends in a couple of weeks because if you're looking for James to give you stories, it's not going to happen. How about James there? What am I going to teach Keith Rivers? I don't know the scheme. What is he there for then, right? Well, we know. He's there to get in the Steelers' heads. He's there because their front seven stinks, and you might as well throw something up against the wall to see if it sticks. I think James Harrison was so naive from the beginning here. Uh, James said in his statement today that he was promised to play 25% of the snaps for the Steelers this year, and, uh, okay, I understand why you'd think that if they told you that, but, James, when the rookie, the first-round pick, is playing well, you don't think that maybe you're going to get pushed back when the other outside linebacker from last year ain't getting when he's playing well you ain't getting a playing time you have to realize these things you have to realize that life changes things my wife loves me today she told me so a couple minutes ago even though i waxed my chest but if i cheated on her she might not love me tomorrow not that i would ever do that but that's the way it works when a situation changes, the feelings about said situation change. Uh, so when James Harrison is clearly the fifth best linebacker or at least the fourth best linebacker on the Steelers at the outside position, then you have to assume the role changes. We discuss with Matt Williamson in my bleeding, aching red chest next. It's the Crowley Show. Bud Light Happy Hour, live from the Carson City Saloon, presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. Not only did I have more hair before, but I also had more skin, and I am now bleeding, and I think a shower is going to be incredibly painful, but this is what happens when you lose your fantasy football league. Hopefully next year on the Crowley Show, we're waxing somebody else. That would be fun. You wouldn't care as much, but it would be fun for me, because that kind of sucked. Matt Williamson from the NFL, no, from the Steelers Radio Network joins me here, not the NFL Network. He wishes joins me on the Crowley Show. Uh, Mr. Williamson, how are you today? I am terrific. How are you? I'm good, dude. Did you happen to hear what I just said about Harrison? Uh, I think I caught the end of it. Do you think, think Harrison, right. you think he's got a beef here? Because, I, I mean, I understand that he wants to play. Anybody wants to play. But sometimes circumstances change, and coming into the year, the Steelers didn't know how good T.J. Watt would be. Absolutely. And another facet, just to expand upon what you were saying, T.J. Watt drops into coverage pretty much more than any front-line defensive player in the league. And Harrison doesn't do that well. You know, they're both right outside linebackers. They've been dropping that position a lot. That's the last thing you want Harrison doing. Um, I certainly can't believe 
that if they watched him every day in practice and thought that he was a still great player, he wouldn't have been active all those weeks. You know, like, they may have had every intention of playing him 25%, or if TJ doesn't work out, you'll be the starter. We don't know, but they watch him every day, and, you know, on last viewing, he looked old and slow to me. Um, I, I, I get it. I mean, I, I can see why he'd be unhappy, kind of like how Mark Davis was unhappy earlier in the season. He wanted more targets. He wants to help. He wants to be a, a, a participant. Um, but it's, it's tough, tough noogies, you know? No kidding, right. I mean, that's just reality, man. Uh, in any walk of life, things change. And he doesn't play special teams. Right, exactly. Um, if, if you play special teams, if you can fit in other ways, then you get kept around. But if you can't and you're old and slow and you can make an argument that the four people ahead of him are better than him at this point, then that's it. I mean, can you make that argument that the four people ahead of him are better? I can make the argument that Moats and Chicolo are more valuable on game day than he is. Right. I mean, that's really all that matters. It is. I mean, especially given the loss of Ryan Shazier when you consider that Arthur Moats is a guy who you might slide inside. Again, not ideal, but that's right. the way things have been done here uh, with the injury situation to Ryan Shazier. Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. When looking at what Harrison could possibly bring to New England, we talked about this on Monday, but for people who didn't hear it on Monday, what do you think he's got left in the tank from a pass rusher standpoint? It's a hard eval because I thought he was very impressive last year, You know, especially age considered. Um, we know that he excels against those Taller, skinnier tackles, Eric Fisher, Villanueva. You know, there's a good chance that the Patriots face both those guys in the playoffs, and he uses his leverage very, very well in that way. And even if he is, quote, washed up, if he plays 15 snaps a game, especially against the Steelers, you know he's going to bring A plus effort and be found, you know, bring unbelievable energy and doing everything in his power to affect the game. I still think he can secure the edge well in the running game, the run at him. I think he offers much less as a pursuit player than he used to and is a flat-out liability in coverage. Belichick's a smart guy, though, and their front seven needs all the help they can get. I would think that he will not play Harrison a huge amount of snaps, you know, the rest of the season, including the playoffs, and will do everything in his power to not get him to drop into coverage. But you can also do things formationally if the Steelers were to face him to try to get Bell or a tight end on him, you know, and at least, uh, you know, at least try to make him play coverage. Doesn't mean he will. So, I mean, from a Patriots standpoint, all the espionage and picking his brain aside, <laughs> I can see picking him up. Yeah, I can too. And and that's something that I've said the, the whole time is he couldn't be – not valuable at all to the Steelers and still be valuable to the Patriots if they ask him to do different things. Gut feeling, how much is he going to play? Uh, how much do you think he'll play in this last week? I, I suppose they could kind of look at this as a dress rehearsal. Yeah, right. And he may look terrible and they may cut him a week from now. You know, like, they're not married forever. <laughs> I mean, if he's not good, they're not going to keep him around just for fun. Um it's not a super complex defense. A lot of man coverage, a lot of the more execution based, toughen up in the red zone, as we know. So I think mentally Harrison could probably get it pretty quick. I would think he plays half the snaps, something like that. Wow. 
Do you think he can handle that workload? I mean, it's a tough I ask. Don't know. That's a good, yeah, that's a good that's a good question because even Dale said, um, you know, he interviewed Harrison after that what the Ravens game, where he, the last time he played, and he and Harrison basically said, "Man, I haven't played in a month and a half. I, I, I it took me a while to get into it." You know, so it does. There's a difference between being a great workout guy, who, who he obviously is, and football shape. And so maybe from, he doesn't play fifty percent. Well, and from what I understand, Matt, is that he hasn't been practicing all that much either. So, uh, from a cardio football standpoint, he Sounds might like not be there. Sounds like he's got a lot of sleep, though. Yeah, it does. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, he he also kind of looks a little chubby. He does in the in the New England uniform. He looks a little chubby. Maybe it's just a different color, but he looks a little chubby. I can't say I know on that one, but. I'll buy that. Uh, why not? Hey, look, I'm on the radio. Sure. I can I can recklessly speculate. He looks chubby to me. Um, <laughs> Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. Matt, what would you do if you're the Steelers this week? Would you play the starters? Would you not play the starters? Would you play them a little bit? Would you not play them? What, what would you do? I originally thought I want Bell, Ben, everybody of consequence, inactive. And the more I thought about it and we talked through it on the air today, I think I would keep all those guys active, maybe not Bell. I mean, just because he's had such a workload. And play them a quarter or a series or two, and then get you know your backups in there for the majority of the game. However, if it's the fourth quarter and the Jets and the Patriots are 21-20, then you at least have the ability to bring your aces out mm-hmm. if you really decide that you have to win this game. Yeah, that's like, tough for me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want the Jets to be winning and Ben sitting there inactive in sweats and the Steelers are down a field goal and Landry's trying to, score, you know. Take yeah, a oh, boy. And, I mean, oh, Daddy. The second guessing that would go on in that situation. Right. It would, I at least want those guys active. It would make me not have to work for the two weeks leading up to the divisional round game. That much I know. So <laughs> maybe, everybody. Right, exactly. Maybe that's exactly what I should be rooting for, Matt. But I, I'll, I'll disagree with you. I think if Ben and, and Le'Veon aren't going to play, then you should just have them inactive, and then that way there's not that temptation to go to them. And the reason I say that is because, to me, and I've gone back and forth on this, but now I'm back as opposed to forth, if the Steelers play the Patriots, I think they can beat them wherever they play. I'm not going to pick them, but I think they could beat them wherever they play. So I think being healthy is more important than home field advantage. I do, too, and I'm not steadfast that I would even start Ben if he was active, but I want to be able to bring him out of the bullpen if the Patriots are in danger of losing. I can see it, and I also can think you're wrong, and I think you're wrong, and I don't want to be your friend anymore. Okay. We weren't friends to begin with. That's fine. You wouldn't You wouldn't say we're friends, Williamson? Yeah, acquaintances. We drove to Indy together, man. We did, and we, we told some good stories. We did. I mean, I could totally out you on all that stuff, right? <laughs> That's nervous laughter is what that is. Matt Williamson joining oh, yeah. me here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Matt from the Steelers Radio Network, Steelers Nation Radio, and the Locked On NFL Podcast. Matt, when looking at the potential teams that could make the playoffs in the AFC, what gives the AFC the strongest field from the teams that have a legitimate shot to make it? Uh, Chargers and Baltimore. But I think if I'm Jackson, I've been giving this a lot of thought just today, that if I'm Jacksonville, I got the three seed. You don't really want to help the division, you know, divisional team that already beat you once. But I also don't want to play Fournette. And 
I'm sure some guys like Calais Campbell, Bortles, Ramsey could use a break. And I'm sitting there looking at Tennessee, and if I'm through Jacksonville's eyes, I want to play them more than I want to play San Diego or L.A. So I'm not saying you lose on purpose to the Titans, but I think you're pretty happy if you get out of there unscathed and get the host. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I, I think that Doug Marone has already said they're kind of going business as usual, though, right? Yeah, but how Which do you play is silly. I mean, I mean, he's got a lot of injuries, and like Clayus Campbell's an older dude. Right. He did say he's going, you know, business as usual, but maybe only do that for a half or so, and then don't go business as usual. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would do uh, at, at the very most. I'd probably err against playing a lot of those guys at all, uh, just knowing what you said. If I'm the Steelers, the team I most want to face in the second round of the playoffs, without question, it's not even close to me, is the Titans. Well, I mean, I guess Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Buffalo, if they got in. But they're, the, not, they don't, they're not going. No. Okay, let's not talk about the Bills. They're not, they should never be a playoff team, and they're not going. <laughs> <laughs> well, given their history, I would I would doubt seriously that they will be a playoff team. Uh, Matt, who's got a better shot to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC if they were to make it? Atlanta or Seattle? That's really a coin flip to me. Uh, both are flawed teams, but they have a great history. They've been to Super Bowls lately. The quarterbacks can carry them. But the, I think I'm going to go with Atlanta uh, just because that the lack of running game in Seattle is really, really problematic. Yeah, uh, that's an issue. Uh, I feel like Russell Wilson is just doing it on his own, man. It, it's like me in high school on a Friday night. <laughs> in your room by yourself. Yeah, exactly. You're supposed to it's add something to that other than the corny joke, but you didn't. What is it with our chemistry joke. on Fridays? I don't know what it. I don't you know what it is, man. Wilson for a while. I can talk an hour on Russell Wilson if it floats your boat. Yeah, I really don't want to do that though. So that's that's okay. my bad. In the NFC, the Eagles are the one seed, but you put them at fifth uh, in terms of the likelihood to win a championship. Actually, let me ask it again. Would you put them sixth behind Atlanta? I think I put them sixth, and. Foles played one really good game, and he played one really bad game. I think he's closer to the latter than the former. The rest of the team is solid. And if, I, if the Eagles were playing the Ravens or the Titans or, you know, 5-6 seed in the AFC, I would pick them. But against Atlanta or Seattle, let alone Carolina or New Orleans in the, for their first game or somebody like that, I don't think I'll pick the Eagles to win a game. Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. Do the Ravens have a chance, a legitimate chance in your opinion, to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? Because they seem to be a trendy pick amongst people uh, who are in the national media that I've been following recently. And I know Flacco's played better, but, man, they really haven't been beating anybody. They've really feasted on poor competition. And, hey, uh, congrats to them. Good for them. That's what you're supposed to do. But at the same time, I look at them sort of like a paper tiger. Yeah, I'm, I'm more in your corner on this one, too, that, yes, they have a really good defense, but people have been critical of the quarterback the Steelers have played. The, the, the Ravens slate is even worse. I mean, much worse. And, you know, we saw what the Steelers did against them. You mentioned that Tennessee is a team you would love to see come to Heinz Field. My second choice would be the Ravens. And, yeah, they could go to New England and win. They could go to Pittsburgh and win. 
They're battle-tested. They're a good coach. They're a strong organization. They probably won't beat themselves, unlike you on Friday night. And yes. But they're just not very talented. Now, that, that was, was a good, good me, joke. That uh, was well done, yeah. That was a very good joke, and we are going to give you full Crowley <laughs> Show points for that one. Matt Williamson joining me on the Crowley Show. If it is Kansas City going to New England, obviously the pick is going to be New England, but how good of a shot would you give them to go back there and beat them again? I think they'll have a shot. I mean, I'd be more interested to see what they look like after that first week, but they've gotten back the basics a little bit. We know that whole rock, paper, scissors thing in the AFC, that that's not traditionally a very good matchup for them. And one of the reasons is usually they've had Eric Berry, who can at least compete with Gronk. Um, but the defense is better than it was earlier in the season when they were really slumping. I think that they would run on the, the Patriots well. I think Kelsey would cause a lot of problems for them. Um, I mean, I'll pick the Patriots, but I think that could be a close game, and there could be an upset, yes. Last couple of things here from Matt Williamson. Jacksonville, I saw, of course, they're, they're a good running team uh, in terms of total yardage, but they've had some stinkers this year, too, particularly Leonard Fournette. While he's racked up yardage, there have been games where he's averaging under four yards a carry. I believe there are six of them. Are they kind of boom or bust uh, in that running game, Matt? Yeah, and, and I do believe Bortles is playing better. They've developed some weapons. Um, I know he's coming off a bad game, but some of those interceptions weren't all his fault either. Um, the running game, the running game isn't great. It's a volume-based running game, but their defense allows them to stick with it week after week after week. And even Fournette, I mean, his game against the Steelers wasn't that impressive. I mean, he, he's a good player, but his blocking's average, and everyone stacks the box against them, and you make them throw. But boy, their defense is good, though. I mean, that's the thing is. they're going to hit your quarterback. You know, Ramsey can match up with anyone, and maybe he would play man coverage on Gronk if they played, you know, and and win. You know, they're really active, and their their weakness is, yes, their defense is awesome, but kind of like Seattle, they're real real execution-based. They don't throw a lot of coverages at you. You know what you're going to get. They're really high minds like Shanahan in San Francisco or the Rams. A highly schemed offense can do route combinations to beat their coverages. You know, they're based on my guys are better than yours. But that's not easy to pull off. How does Todd Haley compare in that regard? Uh, Middle of the road to above average, I would say. And, you know, he certainly helps that he has really good players, too. And that's, I mean, that, that sounds more negative than it's meant to be. I mean, I don't think he's in like a Shanahan class or McVay or some of these West Coast guys that are turning bad teams into you know stalwarts on offense all over overnight. Um, but boy, I mean, he, my biggest complaint with Haley is sometimes he gets too cute. You know, third and shorts don't have to be things we've never seen before. But I think that's been dying down a little bit. Last thing here for you, Matt, as we kind of go back and forth between this week and the future. Would you pick the Steelers to beat the Browns if Landry Jones and Ridley are the starters this week? Probably not, um, but close. I mean, I think I picked the game like 17-14 Steelers with the assumption that if Ben does play, it won't be by much. Um, there's two ways I think I could, it could go. Is 
Maybe the Steelers get up 10 nothing, 14 nothing, very, very early, and the Browns just want to go home and say, it's been a long year, I'm done. Or the Steelers sputter and Ridley has nowhere to go and there's a lot of backups in there and the Browns look at this as their last hope and the game's tight and they just don't want to be embarrassed anymore. And I could see that happening too. I could see the Browns winning this game. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but Duke Johnson's going to eat these linebackers alive. Um, you know, Gordon, how much is Hayden going to play? Gordon and Coleman are dangerous. I know Kaiser's kind of the laughing stock, but he's played better this last month or so. The biggest thing that just crushed the Browns is an unbelievable amount of turnovers. Matt, you are my favorite acquaintance. How's that sound? Yeah, that's good. You're a, a fond acquaintance. Oh, for the love of God. Goodbye, Matt. See you. Matt Williamson. From the Steelers Radio Network, Steelers Nation Radio. You know, I'm a little upset with the way things went in the waxing. Uh, Transparency being the number one virtue of the Crowley Show. I think it could have been better, and now I'm in a lot of pain. So it wasn't worth it at all. We wrap things up, and I go drink next. It's the Crowley Show. No, Kelly Clarkson! And in some cases, it means you're good. But it make you better than anyone. Jason Lock on four is just a guy. We'll take one call before we end the show. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. What's up? Hey, Adam Ant. Yeah. What's up, bro? Steeler Jimmy from Chicago. How are you, Steeler Jimmy? Good. How's your chest feeling, man? It hurts like a you know what. So you don't want to jump in a, a salt-filled uh, water tank, do you? No, I want to jump in a nice big vat of Bud Light. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Hey, man, are you still all pissed off about the Harrison thing, or is that kind of... No, I'm, I'm irritated about a lot of things, uh, Steelers, Jimmy, but the Harrison thing bothers me because James said today in his Instagram post that he was told he was going to play 25% of the time, and apparently he doesn't realize that things can change. Yeah, and, and, you know, if there's guys better than him in front of him, he's got to accept that, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes, for sure. You have to understand that players are better than you and things change. Appreciate the call, Steeler Jimmy. All right, bro. Later. I'm done with today's show uh, for a lot of reasons. Pissed off. We'll do it again on Tuesday. Won't be there on Monday. What do you think about that? That's right. I'm taking some time off. What do you think Jason Lockon Fora thinks about that, huh? You think Jason Lockon Fora is okay with me taking a day off? Or has he got a rod shoved so... Ah, I'll leave that there. To Monday, 4 to 7. Coming up next, you got Tim Benz and Mike Pursuta. They're calling Robert Morris hockey. And then, I don't know what happens after that. I think I consume a lot of alcohol. In fact, I know I consume a lot of alcohol. It's a Crowley show. This is not a good look for me.